Good morning, you beautiful ladies and gentlemen! If you are not indifferent to the video games as a medium, as art, or just as a way of spending time, you probably know how good games are a rare commodity lately. I noticed it too. And here in Ducking Games Podcast, we try to dig deeper into the understanding of video game design, so that more people will know about good and bad game design practices. And maybe one day there will be more good games because someone knew those practices. Or at the very least people will stop spending hard-earned money on bad games. So see you around, guys! Alright, uh, I'm going to be real brief here before we get started. This is a solo episode. Um, you will hear some of the things that have been going on in my life here recently. Uh, three major things. And then also, um, I do have listeners ask me questions uh, via a voice message feature on Anchor. So head to anchor.fm forward slash parentquest and send me a voice message for future episodes because I would love to hear from you. Uh, other than that... Please enjoy this episode. Alright, so this week's episode, I've gone a couple weeks without recording and I apologize. I'm so sorry that it's taking uh, quite a bit of time to get an episode out. Uh, I've had two major things go on. Um, well, okay. You know what? I think it might just be best to do it here. I've had three major things go on. Um, one, I had a guest lined up to record with me, and then my computer monitor went kaputz. I've only had it for like six months. So, you know, I, I called Best Buy. I called uh, the company that manufactured it, and they threw a tech out here at my house when I was not home and said there's a part that needs to be replaced and did not tell my wife um, when they would be back. I've not heard from them. I went to Best Buy, and Best Buy, uh, the Geek Squad there said, uh, give them a couple of days. If you don't hear from them, then call the 1-800-GEEK-SQUAD number. So that is where I'm at. I'm using a small monitor, a temporary monitor I got my hands on so I could record some sweet things into your all's ears. Following that, I also had something going on with the software that I use. I don't know what happened. I don't know what went up with it. Something bu bugged out completely with it, and I could not access my recording and editing software. So I panicked, and I downloaded Audacity immediately, and I was going to start recording on that. And then I finally found a way to get my software to work and now I can edit and record without having to relearn a whole new software and feel completely lost I will tell you um, audacity is great love it for for um, it being free but when you're so used to using a different platform for uh, four years now and you you just switch oh it was confusing. It was irritating, and I am just so happy to be back where I'm at in my comfort zone and being able to record and edit with hardly any time to think. So with that said, I don't have a guest. We were not able to record. 
Um, I'm going to throw a few different voice messages that were sent uh, to me and just kind of chat about them um, here on the mic. I wanted to put something out. This isn't going to be an extremely long episode. It's going to be something just to throw out there to, to throw into your ears and possibly uh, discuss a few things um, about what's been going on in life. Thirdly, It's happened again, guys. That thing where you uh, create another life. That is right. My wife and I are expecting our second child. Um, she's about 11 weeks pregnant, and we are expecting our next child in the middle of May. So I'm super excited that I've that that this podcast is going on now because like I don't know it can be like a personal diary a little bit of of what's going on throughout this pregnancy and uh, I kind of just discuss what we are excited for I will let you know now uh, with our first kid we did not find out the gender until she was born so that's a that's I, to me. I feel like that is one of the last surprises that you get in life. Besides, well, it's really morbid. Besides death, because well, that you don't know when it's going to happen, and that surprise. So yeah, sorry, I went down that dark path. But you know, not knowing what you were going to have is just it. It drove us nuts on and off uh, with our first child, but. At the end of it, we were so glad that we waited. I don't know. It was just, it was amazing. Um, we also did a water birth at home. Yes, my wife wanted to uh, have the baby at her house. And I support her 100%. And honestly, going through that experience with her and watching how she took care of herself watching how our midwife and our doula uh, helped her to achieve her goal of being able to have a baby at the house was just incredible. Um, and I guess you could say that we are truly blessed to be able to have that experience together, to be able to have a baby and to be able to uh, go to our own bed, not have monitors on us, not have people walking in and out constantly disturbing us. Um, so our goal again this time is to, um, have the baby at home and a water birth in a pool. And I, I'm excited to kind of document this. It, it, I mean, I'm not going to go into super detail of everything that happens, but we are planning on having the baby at home. We are planning on not finding out the gender now that could possibly change down the road, but that is our plans for now. So that is some big news going on in my life, big news going on in my wife's life. Our child is still setting in the idea of having a baby at home and, uh, well, not having, having a baby at home, um, having a baby in general. So she wants to be a big sister. And I guess we can uh, see if she becomes a big sister in uh Six months, seven months, I don't know, in May. So, yeah. Anyways, um, on to my next thing. You guys can send us voice messages. And that's what we did this week. 
uh, I have a few. Uh, obviously, Mom is on here. She is the number one voice message sender. She sent me a voice message of the previous episode um, where Jordan Dean had joined me, and we talked about the 90s, comparing to parenting in the 90s to today, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, and uh, she sent this voice message. Hey, Kyle. I really like this episode. Going back to the 90s, back in the day, so, yeah, just a couple of things, um, you know, being able to run barefoot, oh, that's the best, especially in the summertime. You know me, I never have shoes on. Um, sitting in the back of a pickup truck back in the 90s, I don't think people would think twice about it. Nowadays, if you see people doing that, you're like, I can't believe they're doing that. It's, it is true. Um, sock and boppers, hey, I don't know, not a big deal. Yes, you know, people make a big deal about things nowadays. They just don't need to. If, if that's the worst thing that happens, uh, ain't so bad. But the one thing I remember was the Internet, having a computer. Um, we all had Juno email, and we had to pull the telephone cord clear across the room to plug into the back of the Internet, and everybody had to take their turns checking their emails. Yeah, it was fun times back in the 90s. We had some good memories. Anyways, love you. I love you too, Mom. But yeah, uh, I think about out out of all those things being discussed, um, I I the only time I ever rode in the back of a truck was at my friend's house, and we rode down. I hate to admit this, we rode down the road. Um, we were those noisy teenagers that would go to this random person's house in the back of a pickup truck, and we would just honk the horn in the middle of the night. And honk and honk until they came outside and we drove away. Yes, I'm, I, yes, fine. I did stupid stuff as a teenager, but that was more not in the 90s. That was more in the 2000s. Um, and quite frankly, in this area where we live, you, you still see people, whether they're riding to work, I don't, I rarely see kids riding in the back of a pickup truck. It's mostly to work to construction sites or whatnot, where we see people riding in the back of trucks. Um, as far as sock and boppers go, I still think why, why encourage your kids to punch each other? I guess maybe in a way of, um, working something out through a little wrestling with, would, would be best with sock and boppers. But I mean, you're telling your kids to punch each other. I don't know. Just my opinion. And as far as the internet goes, uh, I don't remember using the internet much in the nineties. I remember Juno. I remember AOL to messenger and, um, Napster. And other than that, I mean, it wasn't super great, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, uh, on to the next message. And this is a buddy that I met, not really met, but linked up with on a Facebook group for podcasting. Um, Raymond, host of Supercoin Bros, just testing out the the anchor messaging feature. And uh, I'll let you check out his message here. What's up, Kyle? This is Raymond from uh, Facebook. Just wanted to check out the voicemail feature that you had here. I actually just transferred our podcast, Supercoin Bros, over to Anchor. Uh, so just trying it out, seeing how it works. Uh, yeah, man. Talk to you soon. Raymond, thank you so much for messaging me. I hope Anchor is working out great for you. 
Uh, I absolutely love this platform, especially for that particular feature, being able to communicate with hosts and, and people that work on the shows. Um, I hope that you are loving it. And uh, maybe if you have voice message features set up, then I would love to send you a voice message. Uh, I will be honest. I have not listened to super coin bros a whole lot. I've checked out one episode and I got to say, if you are one of the people that loves diving into the history of coins and collecting coins, and this probably should be not probably, this is the podcast that you need to check out a podcast dedicated to bringing you fun and entertaining information about investing in hard assets and all the crazy stories and historical historical moments that go hand in hand with coin collecting. So Raymond, thank you so much uh, for messaging me. And I really do hope to hear from you soon. Um, I would love to ask you a question about coins. My uncle collected coins, uh, collected rocks, and uh, I I think that that is uh, a really neat hobby to get into. And I could definitely see how kids and parents could bond over that and really get into um, finding extremely rare coins or or coins that are valuable to the general public or even valuable just to them and in their Family heritage might be a good word. I don't know. Some uh, heirloom, I guess, is what I'm thinking of. Um, passed down from generation to generation, from grandpa to grand to grandpa to dad to son to et cetera, et cetera, or grandma to mother to daughter, et cetera. Um, so yeah, dude, thank you so much for messaging me. And if you guys, like I said, um, want to hear more about coin collecting, hit up Raymond from Super Coin Bros. Lastly, you've heard this man on here before, and he and his brother have one of the best, uh, I'm sorry, not one of the best, the best uh, West Virginia sports podcast that also includes a little pop culture in it as well. Some things that, uh, some topics that they discuss is like Toy Story vs. Lion King, which movie is better. Um, <laughs> peeing in the pool pool etiquette do you do it do you not do it what does it make you if you do do it and uh, i don't know much more uh if i can't remember it one of the first ones that i heard them do was um what is the better pop tart cinnamon brown sugar or strawberry i don't know you need to go check them out all the all the um All the pop culture sections of the show are fantastic. Their interviews are great. If you are a West Virginia sports person, if you're a sports person in general, I think that this is a podcast you need to listen to because these dudes are um, literally up-and-coming sports broadcasters. I mean, they are incredible at what they do, and especially West Virginia sports. If you love West Virginia sports, check out Raspy Voice Kids, this is Brandon Phoenix. He left me a voice message. Again, thank you, Brandon, for uh, leaving me that message. And check it out. Yo, Kyle, a.k.a. K-Fed. It's your boy, Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, from the Raspy Voice Kiss podcast. And I just want to know, what do you listen to when you are gaming? Do you listen to whatever is actually playing on the video game? Or do you have soundtracks that you like to play for your own life? Let me know. I'll let your boy. All right. So, let me break this down. There are games that I think deserve the listening ear to their soundtrack. 
think there's there are games that are that have music produced by incredible artists and they deserve to be listened to. Um, in a way, I almost think it's rude to kind of go over top of what, what they are, unless you've already heard it uh, over and over again. Um, so more of like your indie style games, more, more games that are, well, even AAA games that have um, high theatrical moments uh, deserve no background noise or anything. If you want to get that full experience. Now, the games that are more repetitive, more competitive, uh, Rocket League, for instance, um, or even not competitive, but Minecraft, where you're just kind of moseying around doing your own thing, I will play background music. Um, I'll either play Spotify to whatever I'm in the mood to listen to. Um, if it is something competitive, then I want something upbeat and something that is kind of more game-centric, something with, like, chiptune and maybe dubstep or something. I don't know, just, just something to get you amped, because if you are playing competitive Rocket League and, you know, you, you want to be amped and you want to you get that victory with your crew, um, you got to play some hype music. So I know there's a station on Spotify that I love that's called, I think it's called Glitch Pop or Glitch Bop. And it is all it is is just like chiptune music with additional beats um, that kind of get you focused into what you're playing. With Minecraft, it could be anything. I don't care. Uh, I get tired of the music that's on there. And so I'll play anything from rock, anything from pop, latest or, you know, classics. It, it, it really just doesn't matter at that point. But the people that put... Um, their lies into the tracks that are on a video game. I think those tracks deserve to be played, especially that first time that you play. So you can get the full experience of the game. I mean, you end up paying 60 bucks. That music is part of that 60 bucks that you're paying for. And you really need to soak that in and allow it to just kind of, um, overtake your experience. I mean, video games are in my point of view, in my opinion, they are the best form of entertainment that you can get now. The best experience that you can get. Yes, you can read a book. Yes, you can watch movies. But you're not interacting with them. So, with a movie, you go, you go to movie theaters. You pay 10 bucks. I mean, some theaters, 12, 15 bucks to go see a hour and a half to th to two and a half hour movie and that's it your experience is done that's it and for me i don't really re-watch re movies much unless i absolutely love them i won't buy dvds i'll watch what's on netflix i'll watch what's on hulu or amazon prime but that is about it books i don't read <laughs> there's not a whole lot of books that i read i they've never captured my attention i'm not a big fan of reading um and i don't find them captivating video games i mean to get the base experience of a triple a game you're going to spend at least 60 bucks that's not collector's edition that's not deluxe edition or anything but that'll get you your game the thing about that yes 60 bucks all right you pay, you buy a new game every couple couple months or so, 
couple, not a couple, every probably few months or so. If if you're like me with a busy schedule, you don't have a whole lot of time to play games. But with that 60 bucks, you're getting a experience. You are getting a story that was choreographed. You're getting voice acting. You're getting you're you're putting yourself into a world that is not yours. It's like an escape from reality. Or you're putting yourself behind the wheel of a race car that is going over 100, if not 200 miles per hour. I mean, Forza Horizon, such an incredible experience. Such, it's just beautiful. The, and someone who loves cars, like, there, there are endless things that you can do to the cars in the game. You have access to so many different cars. If you have a dream car, you can probably drive it in the Forza games, and you can spend hundreds of hours playing that game for 60 bucks. So think about this. You go to movies, pay $12 to go to a movie. All right, so 12, five movies, you got 60 bucks. And roughly right around 10 hours of entertainment, video games, you pay 60 bucks. You've got at the bare minimum 10 hours, depending on what you're playing, all the way up to hundreds of hours i mean even minecraft was like i think 20 or 30 bucks when it originally released and people are still playing it. the game release uh, back in the 20 uh 2010 2009 and people are still obsessed with that game so yeah i, I know this is a little off rant from brandon's question about music yes i will listen to the music in a game if it's captivating if i know that there's been time and dedication put into that music and if it's unique if it's a soundtrack, uh, like any of the FIFA, any of the Madden games, any of the 2K games, I'll either listen to the soundtrack or I will put on my own soundtrack. If it's racing, same thing. If it's Minecraft, if it's something that's repetitive, same thing. I'll put on my own music. But if it's unique and on its own, and I will definitely soak in that music. All right, so before we end out the episode, a few weeks ago I had Roger Reichert on the podcast, and we talked about parents and technology and how his parents had bought a 3d smart tv and while this week i had the opportunity to um i guess kind of go with dad to help him get a new tv in a way um i don't know if it was much of, of a help as more of just kind of like lingering around while he was there and so he bought a Sony smart TV with Android TV on it. And eventually he had to take it back uh, because the Android TV didn't have the apps on that, on it that he nor mom wanted. So they, they took it back and they got a deal on a TCL Roku smart TV. Uh, unfortunately, it was not available at the local Best Buy here. So he had to drive to the next door over, which is like 45 minutes away. Um, and he got the TV, drove it back. And later that evening, he unboxed it only to find out that the TV itself was broken in the box. It was bent, which is really weird to see about four inches from the corner. It was bent outward or inward, depending on how you look at it. And the screen was messed up. So he was not happy, which rightly so I wouldn't be either. Up to this point, 
I didn't really think twice about it. But back in the early 90s or so, uh, maybe mid-90s, uh, he had bought my sister a boombox uh, CD player from Best Buy in Maryland where we lived. And that 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 boombox or CD player or whatever it was didn't work right. It was broken, so took it back to get it repaired, ran into some problems for some reason. Uh, the store had given him such a hard time, and I was there with him for the return. Uh, the details are very vague, but I remember um, he was very upset with the store in, in the way that management had taken care of the situation, and it led to where I vowed never to go back into that Best Buy because of how... Um, <laughs> Uh, how crazy the experience was. So at that point, that that memory had come into mind. Dad is now on to his third TV from Best Buy. And I'm starting to think, oh no, maybe I shouldn't go here because what if the same thing happens now as it did back then? What if management starts giving him a hard time and saying, well, we can't do this. We can't fix this for you. We're sorry. And that leads to me never going back to Best Buy here again. Thankfully, that didn't happen. He he got a 55-inch Roku Smart TV that he wanted. Uh, and, the, and he got a deal, like a really good deal on one of the newer series, which is awesome. I'm extremely happy for him. The one thing that I wish that I would have gained from him is his way to negotiate. He can drop a bill, drop uh, the price of something down um, by just negotiating with people at the store. And that's what he did. I mean, obviously, he went through a heck of a time uh, trying to get his TV. But at the end of the day, he was um, excited. He said the picture looks great. It has the apps on it that they want, and I am, uh, I, I'm proud to say, you know, they they got a great deal from Best Buy, and I feel like it kind of rekindled the relationship between the Fetterlines and 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 the CEO of Best Buy, whoever that is, Mister Best Buy. Uh, I feel like we have laid the past to rest, and everything is smoothed over, and this is the start of a beautiful friendship for the future. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to Parent Quest this week. I'm going to try to get back on track. Get back. I'm going to try to get back on track um, with getting some more guests on. I have a couple people that are pending uh, to record with. And yeah, so for the time being, do me a huge favor. Head on over to Facebook, uh, Parent Quest Podcast, or just look at Parent Quest. Give that a like and share it with your friends. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter as well. And say what's up on anchor.fm forward slash parent quest through the voice message feature. All right, everyone. For this week, this quest has been completed.